Freedom in the markets by buying, selling, and owning US brands you love. No commission, no hidden costs. Welcome everybody, God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, it's exciting to know that we are doing, uh, we're, we're back on the on the episodes of, I mean, we've started on the episodes 
of Paul. Uh, it's very instructive uh, where we are starting from the Romans. If you remember last week, we did the book of John. Uh, but because uh, two weeks ago, uh, they asked us to treat Luke and Acts together. So we did Luke and Acts uh, two weeks ago. And then, uh, so that's why we didn't, uh, uh, we, we had to do John last week. Uh, so um, that was just a bit that wasn't um, chronological in the study. But yes, uh, we're back in the, in the book of Romans. Um, Femi, are you in a, in a quiet place? Can you lead us in prayers? Father, we worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for your love. We worship you. Be exalted, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray that as we gather in, under, at your feet tonight to listen to your word and to learn at your feet, we pray the Lord you will speak to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our teacher and we that we are going to listen and be taught, you will speak to us and Make our knowledge abound in you, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, straight to the book of Romans. Um, this is a pastoral episode. Um, there are types of uh, two broad types uh, of of um, uh, of of epistles, uh, the general epistles and the pastoral epistle. Um, the general epistles are the one that is just written to all believers. Uh, although some people believe uh, this will not be in the pastoral epistle um, category because it wasn't written to someone Paul was pastoring. <laughs> Others have argued that um, Paul was introducing himself to the church in Romans as, a, as, a, as their pastor. So targeted towards a particular church and dealing with some issues in that church. So uh, uh, the Romans here were the, were the ones, part of the people that received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 when they came to Jerusalem. So none of the apostles have visited the church. And Paul was longing to visit the church. In fact, when we're treating the book of Acts, I think we discussed that um, because of Paul's by fire, by force, he must, I mean, Paul's uh, uh, eagerness to visit Rome by fire, by force, either as a prisoner or as anything, he wanted to visit Rome because none of the apostles have been there. Uh, and you could see his passion uh, towards that church. So let's just uh, start. Um, the memory scripture is Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and this memory scripture is actually telling us one of the themes uh, of this book. Uh, we're going to be, because it's a 13 chapter book, I think it's the longest of all the, of all the episodes. Uh, of all of all of Paul's epistles, so well, we're going to rush it. We can't really uh, uh, deal deeply about the book. Introduction says the purpose of the book of Romans was to introduce Paul to the Romans and give a sample of his message before his anticipated visit 
to the brethren in Rome. This anticipated visit led Paul uh, to, to shall go to Jerusalem by fire by force, ended up spending about four years in prison just to end up in Rome. Two years, uh, at least we know that two years was the back and forth between uh, uh, Festus and himself when Festus hoped that uh, Paul would bribe him, kept putting him in prison, bring him back, putting him in prison, come back for, come and talk to me, go back, come and talk to me. So that went on for two years, we know that. Uh, the shipwreck uh, took another, because they spent the whole of winter on that very uh, island that the 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 other, the ship captains and co didn't want to spend. I think it's crates, if I'm right. Um, so they spent the whole of winter there. That's basically maybe three to four months. And the the months they spent uh, journeying to Rome, it was, in Rome, it was also under house arrest, uh, but was allowed visitors. So give or take about four years imprisonment because it's so much anticipated to go and visit this church. So it was written in about 57 AD from Corinth. And we have that um, evidence in chapter 15, 27, 25 to 27, and also 1 Corinthians 16, 5 to 7. Paul was preparing, as Paul was preparing to seat to Jerusalem, Paul had heard of the church in Rome, but had never been there, nor any of the other apostles. Evidently, the church had been the church had been started by Jews who obviously received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior during the Pentecost in Acts 2. They spread the faith on their return to Rome. The church started there and it grew. Paul longed to see the Christian brothers and sisters face to face because despite never having met them, he loved them. He therefore sent this letter to introduce himself and to make a clear declaration of the faith to which we have all been called by our Lord Jesus Christ. The writer of the epistle to the Church of Rome is Apostle Paul by the hand of his scribe, Tertius. Okay, now what does this, uh, Femi, maybe we should just have a conversation about this. What does this tell you about Paul? He was not the one that birthed the church in Rome. He was not their pastor. <laughs> He was not any of the senior, in quote, apostles in um, Jerusalem. Yet, he went to introduce their me. It is me, oh, Paul, that I am writing this to you. What do we, what do we say about the person of Paul uh, uh, having an influence in his ministry? Hello. Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Hope you got my question. Yeah. Yes, you, you, your question was about like Paul introducing himself to a church which he was. Um, he didn't plant the church. He was not their geo. He's not their he pastor. He didn't start them. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> no, he was not really. Yeah. So. Coming to say, ah, Emilio, you guys should see me. <laughs> and this is, I think, looking at it, Paul, Paul is all out crazy about the gospel. Mm. And he, I think his confidence that he can, he can um, relate with them. 
You understand? Looking at mm. it, the majority of the disciples were Jews. Mm. They, they came from a, like more of um, the conservative, you know, the Jews having all these beliefs about everything. Paul was kind of like a like a like an unbeliever that became a believer. Mm. <clears throat> so he was not the ordinary person going to church, loving the concept of Christianity and everything, being a Jesus disciples and everything. And now gospel is going to the unbelieving nations. So he was like, guys, I can relate to you much better. I can understand, I can, you know, communicate some things with you. And I would like you to, you know, see me or also know me. You understand? So mm -hmm. I feel his confidence and his all out going for the gospel showed in that aspect. Some people might say like, oh, you're doing Like mm -hmm. when you come down, we never call you to this matter. Why are you the poke knows where we not send you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at the end of the day, looking at it, maybe I'm sure the, the apostles, when they would have maybe heard of, about the letter, would have been like, let's Paul do what he wants to do. We Hello. Seeing what is meant to what we know is for us. Already. So, mm -hmm. which is something that might be rampant in our own day. Uh, well, thank you very much. And I think that speaks to the character of the apostles. That speaks to the to the brokenness of yes. the apostles. Because, I mean, he met yes. them uh, uh, yes. and they could just allow him. How many of us, uh, uh, like I do yes. some of my, some of my yes. mates, we were complaining about our fathers a couple of years ago. Small, small now, it don't they reach our turn. Let's see if we're not. <laughs> if you are not, if you don't, if you are, if you don't turn to the things you were criticizing 10 years ago. <laughs> so I mean, anytime I read some of the permit me to use the word excesses of Paul, I just I just salute more. I it makes me to respect the likes of Peter. And James the more, because those were the leaders, yeah, yeah, yeah. those were the bosses at that time, and they allowed this young man, even though he had his excesses, he did some things uh, that were not too correct, and they allowed his excesses. And we want to thank our fathers as well for allowing our excesses, mm -hmm. because some of us, uh, one of one of the people with excesses is not on this call; he knows himself. Some of us have our excesses. Uh, and they allowed us, and they they they, they tolerate our excesses. So let's let's go to the discussion. Uh, the messages of Paul to the Romans were presented in about four themes. Number one, the righteousness of God, uh, and I think uh, if we start on that, God is a righteous God. Uh, we're discussing something. A number of my colleagues today and we're just looking at, at times when god does things and we think it's evil or we think it's bad and god in his in, in his in his wisdom knows that that thing is not good for us i mean god is righteous whatever happens even if our limited understanding can interpret it as evil god is still good he's a good god number two the goodness of God. In fact, that's, that's the next thing. So the righteousness of God is in Romans 1.17. The goodness of God is in Romans 2.4. God is good. 
even in the days, in the times when we feel all hell is breaking loose, let's know that God is good. And it's this kind of trust that God even requires from us that we can tell, we can, we can tell God that though he slay me, still I will trust him. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what is happening, no matter what the devil is trying to show, I know that God is my father and I know that God is good. And I know that he wants the best for me. So even though when we are going through stuff and when you are going through situations and circumstances, let us bear at the back of our mind that God is a good God. Number three, the grace of God. Uh, that's from chapter five, verse 12 forward. And this is, this the, the hyper grace people have misquoted and misunderstood uh, Paul's, I mean, they, this romance is always uh, uh, the 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 most the most common scripture, uh, the quotes in in this part of the world, uh, and the wrongly quotes because the number of them are actually not um, uh, as learned or as uh, the or maybe they 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 understood wrongly or differently. So he talked about the grace of God and number four, the sovereignty of God. That's from chapters nine to 11. Now, people will tell you, especially the hyper-grace people, ah, you want to understand grace, go and read the whole book of Romans. But chapters nine to 11 talks about the sovereignty of God. It's only from chapter five and verse 12 and a bit, a couple of verses after that dealt about the, with the grace of God. So if they understood that the sovereignty of God in itself, I mean, what, what? No matter what happens to us in life, no matter what happens to us as Christians, God is sovereign. No matter what, why do evil happen to good people? Why do, does God allow evil on earth? Sovereign God, the Bible says, He uses, He prepares the evil one for His own day. Like He, that is God for us. He's sovereign. Uh, Point number two, Paul presents a few things for us Christians to believe. Number one, he begins by surveying the spiritual condition of all people, Jews and Gentiles alike as sinners. That's from 1, 1 to 11, then verse 36. All of us are sinners, and then we need salvation. Each person has sinned, not necessarily by commission, but by nature. So none can earn, no, so none can earn salvation or remove sin. So all of us have sinned. The fact that you were born into this flesh, born by the into the Adamic nature, we've inherited sin by nature, not necessarily by commission. Number two, Salvation, that's freedom from sin, law, and death, has been perfected through, have been perfected by God through Jesus Christ and his redemption work on the cross of Calvary. So he talked about salvation had been perfected. We, our salvation, we've been saved since 2000, in fact, since the foundation of the world, our salvation has been sealed. When Jesus died and rose again, that sealed our salvation. However, that salvation must be received by faith. 
a principle by which God has always dealt with mankind, as the example of Abraham showed. So you must receive that salvation by faith. And uh, the people that that um, that that erroneously talk about this hyper grace gospel, in my opinion, I feel it is English language. The lack of the voc- the lack of expressive vocabularies in the English lexicon that is what. Uh, that problem, in my own opinion. Because salvation, the English use the, the same word for two things. Okay, uh, let's assume that salvation in this in the context of money means writing of check. So I can write you a check. It is one thing for me to write you a check. It's another thing for you to withdraw that check. But English call Writing of check, salvation. Withdrawal of check, salvation. So I'm just using salvation. I mean, let's assume that English uses the same word for writing of check and the same word for withdrawal of check. Because someone can give you a check and you don't withdraw it. You don't present the check for withdrawal. So as salvation has been sealed, the check has been written. Our salvation is sealed since the resurrection of Christ. We don't need any other thing to give us salvation. That is the check has been written. Now, you and I can decide either to go withdraw the check or not withdraw the check. When you go withdraw the check, yeah, that is when you are, being, you are being saved. The same word. When you go access the salvation, we also call it is being saved. When were you saved? Oh, I've been saved from sin. I've come to give my life to Christ to be saved. Whereas our salvation also, that same word, writing of check, has been perfected 2,000 years ago. So it is because that word, so that's where I feel those guys uh, mix it or miss, miss things up. Number three here says, by God's power, believers are sanctified, that is made holy. Thus, we are enabled to obey uh, uh, and to become more like Christ by trusting the Holy Spirit and allowing him to help us. We can overcome sin and temptation. Uh, I wish I could share my screen. Let me see if I could share my screen. Uh, apologies to our other people, uh, the people on the other uh, Facebook page. You may not be able to see my screen, uh, but I-, I would have loved to share St. Augustine's, you can Google it, St. Augustine's um, Theory of of Salvation. Um, uh, So it's it's actually going to to talk, um, uh, I hope hope it's here. Um, It's actually going to uh, uh, kind of explain what they wrote here um, uh, in the in the in the about about what Paul was talking about. Uh, sorry. Okay. Yes, I have it now. You should see my screen now. It's just trying, it's just, okay. 
I'm looking for the best uh, that. Let me see. Okay. Yes, I think we should just use this. So Zoom, just give me a moment. You see my screen now. Okay, I hope you can see my screen. Okay. Okay, so this is, okay. Uh, okay. So this St. Augustine's theory on apologetics, uh, I mean, on, on soteriology. Uh, I hope he's here. Oh, okay. Let's let's just let me just use this. Thoughts is not is not too clear. I mean, it's not too bold. I'll have loved it to be bolder. Let me see if this one can be bolder. Okay. Okay. Yes, this is better. Hope you can see it now. Yes, sir. Okay, yes. So, um, St. Augustine is one of the theologians that worked, that worked, um, that works on, on the theory of salvation. So, um, so it defined how we inherit, what happened to man after fall. So human as created, human, you can see this, this first column, human as created, we have the free will, we have the free agency, we have liberty, moral liberty. So at that time we are able to sin or able not to sin. Now, this is not what I'm looking for, but I'll just use this to explain. So, able to sin, able not to sin. Now, the fallen man is able to sin and unable not to sin. So, which means when man fell, he lost the ability to conquer sin. It doesn't, is not, is unable to not sin. Not to yes, he must mm. sin. Like sin became his nature. So when mm. we give our lives to Christ, we will come back to the created man. We have the ability to sin and ability not to sin, which means we can now, we've overcome this, this unable to not sin. We've overcome that. That is what salvation gives us. And that is what Paul was talking, is talking about here. That uh, we can overcome sin and temptation because we've been redeemed. I mean, because we've been sanctified, we've been saved. That salvation brings us back here. It is when we become redeemed, when this flesh lives, that we are able, uh, how is it called? No, not able to sin. Yes. We are not able to, we've lost the ability to sin. 
sin cannot even do us. So now, when you give your life to Christ, you come back to this original uh, uh, human as created. So uh, uh, that's what uh, uh, Paul was trying to tell us here. Then in chapter 12, verses 1 to 16, and then verse 27, Paul shows us how to behave, to work out our Christian faith in practical ways, both in the church and in the world. So uh, Paul told us, taught, taught us practical ways to work out our salvation. When our purpose is to give credit to God for his love and perfection in all we do, we can serve him properly. Then serving God unifies all believers and enables them to show love and sensitivity to others. So when you, when you serve God, that service unifies all believers. That service unifies all believers. And the last point here says, none of Paul's letters states so thoroughly the content of the gospel and its implications for both the present and the future. So uh, uh, this is to tell you that Paul's letters were actually addressing particular issues at that time. Um, uh, conclusions. Uh, it's a very brief one today. So if you have questions, please uh, just type it out or, or, or mute yourself. Paul clearly sets forth the foundation of the Christian faith. All people are sinful. Christ died to forgive sin. We are made right with God through faith. This begins a new life with a new relationship with God. It is not enough merely to know the gospel. We must let it transform our lives and let God impact every aspect of our lives. So it is not enough to just know these things. We must let it transform our lives. We must let it, uh, we must allow it to, to have impacts and meanings in our lives. God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's uh, today's. Uh, Bible study. Do we have anybody with question? Any question at all? Okay, God bless you. Um, who is there? Okay, um, Sam, are you in a quiet place to pray for us? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, so just close the meeting for us with a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for an opportunity like this to learn as you please. Thank you because you are always with us. We thank you because you continue to increase our knowledge in you. Thank you because you always help us to know more about you. Father, let us be praised forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But uh, as we close tonight, we pray that you continue to strengthen us to do your will more and more in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thanks you, Lord. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, this Sunday is Christmas. 
so we're going to be starting our service by nine o'clock instead of eight o'clock. And after service, we're going to, that service is going to be our carol service. There's so much to eat and drink. Uh, we also share that love to other people in the, in the community. We're going to an IDP to give them, to just feed about 50 families, hopefully. Uh, thank you very much. Some of, I've, we've been receiving some donations. God bless yes. you. God, we keep increasing you. If you still want to donate, please, you have the church account number. Uh, please uh, do that. We'll be so glad. Okay, maybe I should just put out the church account number. Uh, just a minute. Uh, if you want to do that, please, um, we'll be glad to have you. Um, some of some of some of us, uh, we have so much an excess uh, to eat. I mean, just. Uh, 10,000, 20,000 thereabouts, just um, it can it can do it, it go a long way uh, to feed five families, three families, one family. The church account number is a UBA account. The account name is Christ Apostolic Church Graceville. The account number is 10250706641. That's 10250706641. 0641. So please, um, we're doing a, a full drive, Christmas full drive. Uh, please, uh, whatever God has blessed you with, you can just uh, donate there and just put the narrative food, uh, Christmas food so that we can appropriately account for it. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'll see you on Sunday by the grace of God. Have a very, very wonderful evening. Bye. Bye.